Hey, good morning, guys. We're just going to hang out just a second and give some people some time to to get on this morning. And uh, we'll just, uh, just wait a couple more minutes. We've got some people coming in. Good morning, Louise. How are you? Good morning, Jason. Not gonna wait much longer. We'll uh, go ahead and get started. I just want to give everybody a an opportunity to get on. Hope everybody's doing well this morning. Good morning, LB and Lasagna. Morning, Miss Kathy. Morning, Lisa. Morning, Tom. Tom. <clears throat> uh, we're gonna let's go ahead and get started and i just i don't want to hold you long this morning good morning dawn jessica good morning i just don't want to i don't want to hold you guys long this morning i've just uh it's been a rough week um it's just been a rough week and everything that's taking place right now um it's starting to get a a little closer to home if you you know to say the least but i just wanted to address you guys as a church family and whoever else may want to watch this later on or whatever but you know we've just uh as a country we're we're facing um we're facing things that we never thought we would ever face um what we see today and what we've been experiencing has been something that uh you know we're used to seeing in third world countries and who would have ever thought that virginia the u.s would have ever come to such a state um but this is this is where we are and and this is uh this is reality um and I just sat last night before um, going to bed and I just made a couple of phone calls to talk to a few people and just to get their opinion and their guideline um, about canceling church today and and just keeping the doors closed. And it wasn't so much uh, that I walk in fear or anything of that nature. I just, um, I'm charged to make sure that you're that you're kept well and protected. And um, the more we spoke about it, the uh, the longer I considered um, just going ahead and closing the doors. It's not so much the, the transition to church this morning that we were concerned with. It was more of uh, the going home um, afterwards. We, we don't know what, what the future holds. And uh, the Bible even warns us about, you know, we shouldn't consider what tomorrow brings because today's got enough trouble of its own. But um, So we made the decision to go ahead and uh, close this morning. But I wanted to get on and just address you this morning and, and to speak to your spirit a little bit. Um, as a pastor, you know, we get uh, put in the middle of a lot of things. Um, 
when I just put it like this, when, when evil rears its head, um, we just, uh, we get called on to answer questions and our thoughts and our opinions and things of that nature. And sometimes as pastors, if, if we aren't careful, we'll, um, we have a tendency to maybe throw in our opinion or, or our thoughts or our feelings. And as pastors, we're not, we haven't been charged by God to do that. Um, we've been charged by God to, to present the gospel in the, in the best way that we possibly can, um, to show the love of Christ the best way that we possibly can, and to live a life that is a image of heaven. And, you know, sometimes that's, that's definitely not easy. I think we all, we all go through life with that struggle of, uh, being able to represent Christ in a, in a fashion that we consider worthy at the end of what we've already done. Um, we have that opportunity to look back and to reminisce on what it was that we done and how did we represent him. And then we go, man, I probably shouldn't have done that. I, I should have done this. I probably shouldn't have said that. I should have said this, you know, and, and that's something I struggle with daily. Um, it, it is a, it is a constant with me that I struggle with. Should I have said, or should I have done, or maybe I should have, or maybe I shouldn't have. And, you know, I, it, it come, it come to me one day that Rocky, my grace is sufficient. And, I believe that as long, not I believe, I know as long as I do everything within me that I can do to represent Christ in the best fashion and the best light that I can, his grace will cover, his grace will continue to carry me through. Um, so that's made my job a little bit easier. Um, but nonetheless, it's a complicated situation that we're in. Um, there's just some things that we don't know what lies ahead uh, everybody has their opinions on it. Um, and there are people that are putting their opinions out pretty heavily. Uh, I think about, you know, what is taking place and, and how the hatred is stirred up among us. Um, not just among the people that are on the streets in protest and rioting. It, it, the hatred is beginning to stir within churches because we, we feel that those people are so wrong that we begin to hate the person and we don't identify the spirit. And this morning I want to address that because I don't want us allowing ourselves, I don't want the church to expose herself and allow what the enemy's taking or the enemy's doing right now around us. I don't want it to infiltrate the church um, and not so much just one church, but all churches. But I, I just, uh, it's just been hard. It's been hard. You know that you want to do the right things and your, your heart breaks for the people that are out and about and, and just, uh, almost taking me back to judges when people done what they considered right in their own eyes and uh, it's not right but what we're looking for and what we're what we're needing to do 
is we, we have to begin to not put ourselves out um, and not expose ourselves to people and things around us, but to expose Christ. And sometimes it's hard when we do that because when we, when we go and expose the love of Christ to people, when, when we allow his light to shine through us, um, you're going to get some, you're going to get some flack off of it. Guys, you're, you're going to face, you're going to face things in this life that you don't think you're going to face. There's going to be, there's going to be more tribulation than what you, um, have considered. And all of this is to test our faith. Are we who we say we are in Christ? Will we do as we say that we will do when it comes time? Will we love our brother no matter what our brother has done? Um, and, and, and I'm not, I don't want to make light of all of this stuff that's taken on because um, protest, yes, I, I believe protest is needed. Um, we we have to get together as a country, but here here's the problem. The problem is without Jesus in the middle of it, no matter if we come together or not, if Jesus is not the center and he is not the axis in which our solution revolves around, everything we do is in vain. The Bible says unless he builds the church, those who build it, build it in vain. We, we can go about this thing. Um, we, we can... We can put our questions out and we, we can ask one another, what's the right decision? What can we do? What can we say? Where can we be? And if we don't bring Christ into this thing, people, I, I've got news for you. If we don't bring Christ into this thing, it's not going to work itself out. Um, as educated as you may be and as many degrees and everything else that you may have in, in, in school and college and seminaries and theology classes. I, you, you can take all of that stuff and you, you can have all the knowledge in the world. If Christ isn't in the middle of it, if Christ isn't the center, because what, what I see happening right now are people placing themselves in their own agendas. They, they have self-purpose. Um, I seen a scripture the other day that was shared that that many of us know and and that we we probably can't quote I can't quote it um but people become lovers of themselves they they don't want truth anymore um they care more for their money than they care for anything else they they carry they care more for how they feel than they do anything else and when it comes to scripture and when it comes to Bible, we are to put one another before and above ourselves. And yes, that means even if they've done wrong, um, it doesn't mean that we can't address that. It doesn't mean that we shouldn't talk um, to that situation or to talk to that person. It doesn't mean any of that. It just means that we are to place that person above us. Listen, you know, Christian, <laughs> if Christ had decided not to die for us or to die for you, if Christ decided not to die for you, guess what? 
you are as guilty as everyone else. The only thing that makes you innocent right now is the blood of Christ. And without him, you're just as guilty as the next. You sin daily. You sin daily. You deserve death just like everybody else that sins. The Bible says that the wages of sin are death. We have, God help us, help us as a church because we have become so arrogant in our Christianity. Now, I, I, we have become so arrogant in our religiosity that we think we rule. And it's not us that rule, but it's he. It is Christ. And this morning, I just, I want you to understand this is so heavy on me. I see and been affected by deaths that have taken place too, way too early. Not knowing the condition of the heart. Not knowing if that person ever accepted Christ. And yet, sin is out here running rampant on our streets, taking lives. They're not having that chance. You know, they don't get that second chance. It's not a game that we're walking through. This is life. And it's for real. But this morning, I just... I'm asking the church to pray, but here's the difference. You have to excuse me. I'm a, I'm a blubbering mess this morning, but tossed and turned all night with this. I'm not asking the church just to give up an empty prayer. I'm asking the church to really pray. And if we utilize prayer as the tool that it was given to us, I believe that together we can, we can make a difference. We, we can find, we can find a way because this is what needs to take place. When we pray, we need to be asking God, what is it that he would have us do? God, where, where in all of this can I be used? What would you like for me to do today? Who should I speak to? Who should I talk to? How, how do we make a difference? And then we need to listen. We approach him in humility. We listen to his direction. And we put into action. You know, the Bible says that uh, faith without works is dead. And that's so true. Man, we can say a million things but do nothing. I believe prayer is the same. We can pray every day, all day. But if we don't listen and give ear to the Father's direction and put that plan in action, our prayer was nothing but a, a time spent with our eyes closed. So I'm asking people, instead of just praying for the country, pray that God begin to enlighten you. 
where, where in this whole matter can you make a difference? What can you say to someone to make a difference? Where can you stand to make a difference? You know, th this has never been a black or white thing or a Hispanic thing. It, it has never been that. The Bible says clearly, and I, th I believe it's 1 John 3 and verse 4, um, I think it says that those who practice sin practice lawless, lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness. And if we could just ever, if we could just ever understand and get a hold to that what is taking place is spiritual, this is not physical, this is not something that man has dreamed up or stepped out of bed and decided, hey, this is what I'm going to do. This has been a spiritual attack. It is a, it is a divisive mechanism that the enemy uses for the church, um, and, he, and he works. The enemy works, and he's doing his job to separate and, and pull apart people. So I'm asking that the church get on board. Let's not so much point our fingers at people of that are that have done wrong or that are doing wrong. Let's find out how we can make a difference. What what is it that we can do as a as a Christ follower? Um, we're we're not here just to celebrate the life of Christ. We were put here to advance the kingdom. Now, you can believe that or not, but we were put here to advance the kingdom. The, being a Christian is not for the faint at heart. And there, there's a lot of people out there that, that may say, you know, well, y'all need something to help get you through life. But Christianity is not for the weak. The Bible says that only overcomers will see the kingdom. So that means you're going to have to fight. You're going to have to face things that you don't want to face. You're going to have to stand in the face of adversity. And you're going to be called one day and ask, what did you do with it? With what I give you, what did you do with it? So I'm just asking, I'm asking today that Let's take this time and let's let's meditate on the goodness of God. Let's let's get in the face of God and and let's let's really go after the heart of God. That that we may get to the point that we're able to hear what it is that He would want, and let's put it together. Let's put it to our hands and our feet, and let's go make a difference. I mean, from everything that I saw last night, I never thought that it would come to Roanoke. Yeah, it was it was a little more peaceful than I expected it to be, but I never expected it to get here. But it got here. People were coming close. And you can believe that or not. But we're getting close. And Jesus made mention of something. And this thing sticks in me like nothing else. 
And he says, when I come back, will I even find faith? Let that sink in. When he comes back, will he even find faith? Oh, we say we have it. Do we? Faith is an action. And I, I just, I, I trust that as Christian people, as believers, that we can become united, not dividing one another. This thing of throwing race cards as a pastor, shame on you. Shame, shame on you. These things of, of using what has taken place and as pastors, you use your pulpits, your platforms to position yourself politically. Shame on you. Shame on you. You have been called, you have been charged with representing Christ as his disciple. To teach, to go and baptize, to gather people into the fold to advance the kingdom, not your agenda. So if you're doing that, I'm going to ask that you don't. You need to stop. Shame on you. This is not about you. This is about people. This is about Christ. This is about the kingdom. And we need to start drawing together as church not separating this denomination of mine who who would have ever thought that your church was the only church that was blessed and highly favored are you kidding me why why do we walk around so boastful in our numbers and our denominations and our finances shame on you I've been silent about a lot of this because I've been wanting to hear God on this. But I know scripturally we aren't doing what we're called to do. And it's time that the church stand up and do what she's been called to do. God's coming back. Jesus will come back and he's looking for a bride. He wants a bride and we need to become that. We need to become the bride. You know, there's there's not a there's not a woman in this world on her wedding day that doesn't take the extra time <laughs> to present herself. They take that extra brush stroke on the eyelash or they make sure that the makeup is just right. They, they take their dresses and they hem them and they put them together. And they spend that much time to present themselves to their husband or soon to be husband. Church, why don't we become the bride? Why don't we begin? To present ourselves, take that extra moment to dress ourselves, take that extra moment to beautify ourselves for the Christ. My heart is just burdened 
just with what we do in the eyes of people and we call it God. The Bible even tells us that we're going we're gonna to say, he, matter of fact, it says, woe, woe unto thee, woe unto him, woe unto her that calls good evil and evil good. What are we doing, church? Man, it's time that we stand up and we fight together. Yeah, we, we all have our faults. We all, we all miss the mark. None of us are perfect. None of us. But before we go and demean the character, before we go and break the spirit of our brother and sister, we need to sit back and ask ourselves a question. Are we perfect? I'll never forget the day that that God spoke to me on my back patio and and he said, So, you're perfect. I'll never forget that. I'll never forget that. Because I'm not perfect. Neither are you. But with Christ, we can become perfected. <laughs> we can become complete. Lacking nothing. But we have to have him in our lives. So this morning, I'm just, I'm, I'm asking for you to reach out and that you begin to, to seek God. Seek his heart, would you? Let's, let's find a way to make a difference. Let's become something that others fear of becoming. Let's take our shields and, you know, when they, when they talk about the shield of faith, holding the shield of faith, you know, when they would go to war, they would take their shields and the pointy, the pointy end of the shield they would take and they would stuff into the ground and the soldiers, they would put the shields together so that the enemy could not come into and could not breach the wall. They built basically a man wall. And they would they would dig their shields into the ground. And then the soldiers would stand behind the shields. And they would take a stand. They would take a stand. And they would hold that wall. Church, I believe that's what God is calling us to today. Is, is to take a stand and hold the wall. Don't stir the hatred. Begin sowing love. God said, if you want to be loved, love. If you want to be, if you need a friend, be friendly. We need to begin doing what we need to do, what we're supposed to do first. Whatever their reaction is, that's, that's on them. But you, your responsibility as a child of the king is to expose and to represent the love of Christ to those around you, whether they're right or whether they're wrong. I'm not saying that we ignore and I'm not saying that we don't address and that we don't go and try to correct. I'm not saying that we don't do any of those things. I'm saying that we do it with the love of Christ. And the only way that I know how to explain this, Pastor, because I've heard this, Pastor, how do, how do you love somebody that is so hateful and so mean? I mean, do I have to like them to love them? Yes. I mean, like and love is almost like a stage, isn't it? At first you like somebody and then you fall in love with them, so everybody says. 
I believe that you grow to love somebody. But when we say that we love somebody, this is this is the best way that I can tell you to how to approach it. Approach that person that you're trying to give love to. The one that you're charged to love. Approach that person with this mindset. That Christ loved you. He said that even in our darkest state, <laughs> even in our most filthy state, he still died for us. So if you can remember one thing, and that's to remember that Christ loved you even when you were unlovable. Your brothers and your sisters probably hated you, but Christ loved you and he died for you. So if you could come to the understanding that we represent Christ, we are a kingdom representative. We represent him. When it's time to love someone, we need to look at it as though we're loving them the way Christ loved us. And if you can't do that, I, I, I beg that you check your arrogance because you didn't deserve to be loved by Christ. None of us did, but we were. And we need to be grateful for that and thankful for that. Guys, I, I love you with all that's in me. And will I ever make all the right decisions? No. I'm sure I'll make wrong decisions. But I'm going to make decisions based on what I know from God's word and what I gain from godly counsel. And I'll do it with the heart of love and compassion. And if it's not right and if it is wrong, I just pray that God's grace will cover me and walk and carry me through. And that God's love and his compassion will just flood your heart and just disguise all of the hatred that, that the enemy can stir up into your heart. And that you would love me even through it all. And we're going to love one another with it. And, and, I, and I'm just not this person that talks about love. And I, I believe that love comes with actions. And I just, uh, I want us to be who God's called us to be. So today, take this time. Man, it's a gorgeous day outside. I was sitting down here on the bench earlier praying, and it, it's just a beautiful day. But take this time, man, and give give thanks to God for, for who he has, who he has been to you, and who he is to you. And ask him what it is that he would have you do. God, where can I stand and what can I do to make a difference? Whether it's just talking to that that one person on Facebook or whether it's a, a phone call or whether it's a private message, a text message, a, an input, what, whatever it is. Man, when you're talking to that person, talk out of love. Make sure that you're doing it for the right reasons. And uh, I pray that God will bless everything that you put your hand to. That he'll give you all of the land that your feet trod on. He'll bless you coming in and bless you going out. He'll cover you and keep you. And I just, uh, 
I can't say it enough. Guys, I love you for who you are. You, you are a firm foundation in the church. And you stick by your faith regardless of what we experience. You stick by your faith. And I want to thank you for that personally. And whatever that, whatever that we do, whatever that we do, we do it in love. So I love you guys. I'm not going to keep you. I just pray that, that God just melt your heart today. That God just shines on your mind and that he just allows you to be able to experience what it is to love and to be loved. And uh, with what's going on, do me a favor. Don't, don't get caught up in the hype, even among one another. Don't, don't get caught up in the hype. Just uh, pray that God helps you. Pray that God will lead you. Amen. But I love you guys, and uh, we'll pick up Wednesday. Um, we're going to open the doors Wednesday. Um, we'll pick up. We'll pick back up at Bible study, and uh, we'll start finishing up. Uh, not finishing up, but continuing through with the tabernacle. I hope to see you there Wednesday night. God bless you. God love you. God keep you. May he make his face shine upon you. And uh, we'll see you on Wednesday. I love you. Bye-bye.